This is a public service announcement brought to you by Cardell Sims and the good folks at TMG Records. Check the forecast, I rain fact, that's true precipitation. Give them time back or use it to build patience. Either or try to maneuver above basics. So when you touch down, you hover over complacent. Long story short, we made the time count. Incarceration couldn't keep our minds timed out. We just gave clout to the count times and grinded. Made our re-entry a journey out of confinement. What would be one word to describe this journey? All right, we are back with another episode of the Reentry Journey. I am your host, Cardell Sims, and tonight our guest been putting a lot of work. I'm talking about a lot of work over the years on an organization that has been doing a lot for those that's coming out of prison, um, women coming out of prison and, and needing that guidance, needing that mentor, needing that help in order to get out on the right path and just needing that place that they could just sit still and make everything come together before they really take that gigantic leap and go out on their own. On their own, this person tonight is putting that work in, has built a, a great organization. Uh, like to bring them to the bring her to the forefront, Dr. Lori Trout. How are you doing? Welcome to the reentry journey. Thank you. I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just um, <laughs> you know, enjoying life, enjoying the journey. And we, we were speaking earlier, and we were just talking about on my journey, just enjoying the journey. That's definitely you? a journey. I, I'm wonderful. I'm enjoying the journey as well. <laughs> and so speaking of the journey, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and let them know a little bit about yourself and your story. Well, again, my name is Dr. Lori Trout. Um, my journey started over 15 years ago, almost. Uh found myself in a dark place, a place I never thought I would be in. Uh, I ended up in a relationship with my foster son. And I only served, I served 30 days in jail, cutting through all the other stuff. I could have served 15 years in prison, but um, I only served 30 days. And those 30 days was enough for me to see what it was like on the other side of the law. Um, I got to see a lot of young ladies in there that had been in and out on revolving doors. They were so excited that they were going to go from county jail to the state prison, the women's prison in Topeka. And I said, why are you so excited about that? Well, we get five different uniforms and we we have various access to do things. And I said, really? And so there were guys that were going in and out. We could see guys from certain areas in the cells uh, or floors and they would be yelling out to the guys. And I said, why are you so interested in that young man? What can he do for you? He's here just like you're here. And so I saw in these young ladies that they had no hope. And that's my thing tonight, talking about there is hope. Um, after I did my 30 days in jail, I had this vision from God while I was in jail. And I heard him call my name. He said, Lori. And I thought, I thought it was a prisoner, one of the guards calling me, but it wasn't. I looked and there was nobody there. And 
of course, grow. Grace Restores Overcoming Women is a faith-based ministry, but I didn't know I was going to be doing grow or starting anything like that. I've always wanted to work with women, and but I didn't know this population of women. And through a few episodes of things transpiring, I um, made contact with an individual and he set me up on the journey to start GROW. GROW is a reentry program for women coming out of incarceration straight from the uh, women's facility in Topeka. They uh, come from a facility in Gardner, Kansas, and these women have nowhere to go. These women have no hope. These women are either going back to the streets or they will not be released because they don't have a plan. And we was talking about this earlier, having a plan. And a lot of them don't. You know, I picked a young lady up from the bus station once and she had $75, $25 cash and 50 on a card. That's all she had in her brown bag and her sweats that she wore in prison. And I said, where were you going to go if I didn't pick you up? And she said, over on the corner. And so they have nowhere to go. They have no hope. They have no they don't know what they're going to do, even though they are somewhat prepared before they come out of incarceration, you know, with different programs. That's still that's inside. But when they come to the outside, it's, it's a totally different story. And so I'm blessed that I only did the 30 days. And so um, the vision I had 25 years, this was a vision from 25 years ago to work with women. And as I said, I didn't know it was going to be this population of women. God specifically said, work with women coming out of incarceration. I was nervous because I didn't know what to expect or how this was going to work. And so um, we purchased our first home in November of 2016. And we got our first young lady in uh, March of 2018 because we were doing uh, making sure everything was in place and all. And so right now we have three houses, one in Overland Park, Kansas, Olathe, and Lenexa, and we're getting ready to go on the Missouri side. Um, these houses are four-bedroom houses. These women, when they come, they have no hope. They don't know what they're going to do. They are downbeaten. They, ha- they have low self-esteem. These ladies have no idea what their future is going to hold. They have no idea if they're going to reintegrate with their family. They really don't know who they are. So what GROW does, we work on the whole woman. I tell the ladies, you may have children, yes, but the focus here is to help you become the woman God has created you be, to be. You know, I say, he, you are wonderfully and beautifully made. You don't even know this, but you are special. And so I'm known as the mama. And so uh, I, I am their mother. <laughs> Some of these girls, they have they have moms, but they don't have a relationship with them. Some have moms that that just could care less about them. They burnt bridges. Some have lost their children. We just had one young lady reintegrate with her son and her daughter, and she didn't think that was going to happen. We these ladies, they come. They we help them get jobs. We help them to understand. They have gifts. They have talents. These ladies are very smart. And I hate it when they know it's difficult going out applying for jobs and you're told no because you have a felony or you can't get an apartment or a place to live. And so when they come into grow, they are in a safe environment. They have a roof over their head. They have their own bedrooms. The houses are beautiful. And I tell you, they, they love it. They get comfortable and they are secure. And so then their confidence starts to rise. 
Um, these ladies come, we had one lady come that wouldn't wear a dress or heels because a guy told her she couldn't wear that because only tall girls do that. And this girl was so beaten down. She's already been in prison five years or so, and then come out and get in a relationship that she's belittled even the more. Now this young lady has her own place. She has her own car. She looks, she's just, she has just blown it out of the water. These girls have, um, overcome that I'm no ba- nobody attitude. They are in church. They're loving going to church here in the word of God. They are even reaching out to other people, other individuals that they know that are struggling or those that they know are on hard times that have been incarcerated. They are reaching out to them, extending the hope that they've received through grow. And so it's just amazing to see these girls just, just, escalate you know it's just words cannot describe i'm so happy you know has it been an easy journey no it has not um there has been some that did not make it there were you know they relapse and it's easy to do because they get out and they feel oh i can do this you know um we were talking earlier when they make the comment when i get out i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that but once they get on the outside they find jojo and bobo and they start going back doing what they used to do And that's, and I, you know, I can't force them to not do that, but I'm there to encourage them to stay away from that environment. Our program is about grace. Grace, you, it doesn't, you might have messed up, but that's okay. I'm here to walk alongside you. Grace is about giving another chance when we don't deserve it. Grace is, you know, life is not over. There is hope. And I share with them my testimony of what I went through and what I done. Was it embarrassing? Was I ashamed? Yes. But through it all, healing takes place. And through it all, now that that process that I went through helped me to come and do what I'm doing and grow. I had one of the young ladies tell me, she says, uh, Miss Lori, you're doing this program and you don't know anything about drugs and all this. I said, no, but that's why you're here. <laughs> you're here to help me. <laughs> you're here to help me. And so these girls, they got my back. They got, and I love them. I love these girls. They're like my own daughters. And so to see them grow and to see them move into another dimension in life and to be, you know, to be comfortable and to know that they matter and that they are important and that they are special. That means, and you can see it in their demeanor. Right. Yes. So I got a, um, a question is, you know, I'll, you know, a lot of times when we you see reentry, we talk about reentry. I mean, in the bigger field, you you don't. It's kind of um, women are kind of overshadowed because of of the, of the a lot of men. Yes. In the field, but we know the the, the percentage of um, the population that's rising in prison is the women population. Yes. And so, what are some and what have you noticed is the most um, things that like I want to say, what what have you noticed is the number one thing that they have to really wrestle with and deal with in trying to make that transition from prison back into society? Of course, number one is housing. But since we provide the housing, that helps them. But that that doesn't help all the others that are out there. But employment, right. it is very difficult getting employment. We had a couple of young ladies come out. Um, it's been changed now, but. Back, um, I think a couple of years ago, they came out without their IDs. And so when one of the young ladies got a job, 
She got the job without an ID, but she went to cash her first check and the bank wouldn't cash it because they said she didn't have an ID. She went to DMV. DMV said, well, we don't take that. We don't take those prison IDs. And I said, now who's going to come in here with a prison ID besides the person that it belongs to? This girl left there crying. I took her five times to get her ID. So the things they face mostly is the employment situation. They, they, they can get into warehouse jobs. But a lot of these ladies have more knowledge and skills than and qualifications that they're then they're credited for but they have to take what they can and i see why a lot of these ladies go back into recidivism or they go back on the streets because they're not given the opportunity to work or given an opportunity for housing i spoke with the landlord about um housing for ladies i said when they complete our program they're in our program for six, for six months up to two years and after that they graduate out and we furnish because we have a um, furniture closet or furniture storage. And so we provide the furniture. We completely furnish their place for them. And so I asked this one landlord, I said, do you allow felons in? He said, he'll take men before he will women because the women is. Yeah. And I said, that's total discrimination. But, you know, they can play it. They know how to do it. They And he said, well, because women are so choicy, men, that he's got places, and I've been told he will put seven men in a three-bedroom house, you know, just, just stack them in there. And men don't care, but women are more conscientious about, conscientious about that, and they want something they can call their own, and that's what we do in Grow. We give them their own rooms. They decorate it how, however they want to, and and it just makes them feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. So one thing, one thing you said earlier was when you when working one on one with the women, you you focus on uh, you get them to focus on them. Yes. Um, I think that's really important because I, mean, I had conversation with people. One of the things about with me when I got out, or what made my transformation was I had to start putting um, putting me first, valuing me. Yes. First, um, I felt like if I didn't value me. Then I wouldn't value my freedom, value my that's right, or anything else. Because prior to that, everything that I was doing, I wasn't valuing myself. That's I right. Was moving in the streets, I wasn't valuing myself. So, so the lack of value myself prior to me going to prison, um, this put me in all these situations. So, how is it important that you continue to make sure that that they are always focused on themselves, not in a um, like a conceited no, manner, no. But just that I have to put myself first. Yes. And, you know, that's very difficult for them because a lot of them come out, they come with the baggage, they feel guilty for what has transpired, they, they've they missed out with their time with their family, or they want to go back and remend relationships that they have not completely healed from yet. And so those bridges that they burn, I understand trying to repair and and get reacclimated to those relationships with family members or whoever, but... That's the main key. Our program is is not a one size fit all. I meet with these girls. I talk with them individually. This is okay. So you need to focus on this. And it's very difficult to get it for them to understand in the beginning that you can't make people change. You cannot change. You can't even change yourself. And so you got to work on you. And I know it's difficult for family members to accept you back, but you just by your daily, uh, Living or the way way you are you are showing how you change your your because you can say something all day long, but
but until they actually see the effects and the fruit. So you, I tell them, you just work on you and it will, it'll, it'll flow. It'll work out. Just continue to work on you, focus on you and they will see the change. And if they accept you back, that's fine. If they don't, you got to move on. And it's difficult for some. We, we have a mother and daughter in the program and that relationship was so toxic. Uh, a couple of years ago, I'd even told the daughter, don't you ever come on our property again. And so it was, it was bad. So then probably uh, maybe nine months ago, I saw this young, the mother was in church and, and she pointed and I looked back and I didn't even recognize it. It was her daughter. And I was like, whoa. And so at this point, I'm thinking that's her. So then we talked after church and I found out that she was, had made some changes and some things was transpiring in her life. And so I just happened to have a bed in, at one of the houses and it was the house her mother was in. So I said, you know, and, and I just heard God say, if she wants to come to the program, let her come. And I did. And now they are working their relationship out. But at first it, it was still, they were clashing. And so I just said, take your time. You guys just, just take this moment, even if it's but a short period, take this time to get to know each other because there was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of things that transpired when they, the daughter, the children were young and now they're learning to communicate. Number one, communication. And so they are communicating. They, their relationship is so much better. And so I tell all the girls, take your time. Don't push things. You make sure you are getting yourself healthy. Make sure you are first getting your rest. If you don't rest, you don't take care of yourself. You're not going to be any good for anything else. And so just don't force the issue in a relationship. And so particularly a male relationship or family or whoever, just take care of yourself and things will fall in place. And so they, they have a hard time forgiving themselves. And it's always that mind wants to go back to what happened way back when. And so I, you know, um, we have, we, we're having a class at our church called Celebrate Recovery. And so a lot of them was attending that. And so those steps have helped them to relinquish a lot of stuff and to really see that it wasn't all the other person. Yes, it was some things of, you know, their fault, but they are learning how to put things in perspective. And so uh, we just recently started a cognitive uh, training class and, um, Thinking, thinking before you react, thinking before you do. And they were at first, they were like, oh, I don't want to take that class. Oh, I took that class. And I said, and you, you read, it's like reading the Bible. You read the Bible once and you go back again and read another that scripture. You're going to get something different out of it. Right. So now these girls, they're like, I'm so glad I'm taking this. And they're writing out their thoughts and they're writing out, you know, what they should have done or how they should have handled things. And so they're starting to think about how they're reacting to, to life itself. So how does it how does it feel and, and make you feel to to sit back and, and watch this process of someone of these women getting out of prison and it, and really they're some just like I don't really know I don't know I have no clue what to do and to watch them grow and develop along this journey of reentry to the point where they 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 have that confidence they they learn that communication. And oh my structure and everything starts coming back together. What does that feel like for you? Oh my goodness. It is just, it makes it all worth it. I look at the ones that didn't make it 
then I look at what's transpiring now and it's just, it is so amazing. And so many times it's like, wow, is this real? You know, I drive by the houses and look at the houses and it's like, God, is this real? And then to see the girls, uh, they, we, we go to, we all go to the same church. And so we pretty much have our own section. And so everybody's like, wow, look at Lori's girls. <laughs> and they love coming to church and just to see them. I, I tell you, it's just, it is so amazing. It just makes me feel so good. My husband works alongside me. He, he helps me out with everything. And it's just to see these girls come from where they were to where they are now. It is just, I, it, words cannot describe the happiness. And I often wonder about the ones that didn't make it. And I remember, I remember the first girl that didn't, she, uh, relapsed and I cried, I cried, I cried. I said, what did I do? What can I do to make this different? And, and then I, as time came, you know, move forward, I learned that it, it's, it's their mind. They have, it's their mindset. And then to see, so we just had, um, a, fall fest I'll call it and we had some of the alumni come back and to see these girls that have gotten out and graduated and and doing well and then they're telling their stories to the girls that are still there I I'm just it just makes me feel so good and I still say Lord I don't know what I'm doing but okay whatever next so we're going into the independence area somewhere and in Missouri and I have no idea that I tell you, it is a good feeling to see these young ladies grow like they're growing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. I, I just love it. And they hug me and love on me and I love on them. And that's, that's a big thing for some of these girls. They have not had that. They haven't had that motherly love. And I think that that's what makes grow different because I'm hands on with them. And, you know, of course it's, it's a substance free atmosphere and they have rules and regulations, but I often, I said, I'm not your mama and I ain't your gang, your, your prison warden or whatever. You girls are free to do things, but we have, you know, you have curfews and everything and we don't have, um, staff in the house, houses, but we have the ring camera and I can watch what's going on, who's going in and out. But I said, I am not going to watch your every step. You are grown women, and so you are preparing to go out into the community. And when you go out of here, I want you to go out on a positive note and know how to go out and carry yourselves in the community like positive, role-abiding citizens. And so you start in here learning how to communicate. If you have um, problems, don't bring it to me. There are house leads. You guys talk it out, get it figured out. But if it comes to me, it's going to be too late and somebody's going to be in trouble. So you work it out amongst yourselves and they do. And so to see them learning to do that, even the more things be going on, I don't even know about. They work it out. And so still just to know that my input into these girls lives is, is just it's just amazing. So amazing. And so has any one of them have left the um have graduated the program and then wanted to start their own program similar? That's a great question. Yes. Actually, two girls. Uh, we have one that she is in the process. She will be getting married and she's going to start a pro. Well, she's actually doing the work now. She works with felons, helping them get jobs and pointing them in, in uh, various directions for resources. Uh, she's already got her 5013C. We've got another one that just recently graduated a few months ago. She wants to do rehab housing for felons. Mm -hmm. So because housing is a major problem. Um, 
get obtaining housing. So she wants to do housing rehab. So that is that is another plus. So I am I am very excited for these girls. We got one young lady that just was asked to go into the I think juvenile facility and talk with the young people about suicide prevention because that was something that happened with her. And so that is that was a very big thing, a very big step for her. She these girls have come out of their shells and they have started to share their testimony and they're start they're overcoming that shame. And as I I said, I told you it's just gonna be a matter of time that you would be able to do that. So I said, Do you girls listen to me? So, So they are sharing their testimony with others and they are feeling they are they're they're getting they understand. And they know that no matter what you go through, there is purpose behind it. It may not feel good going through that process, but there is purpose somewhere down the road. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I most definitely um, agree with that. So if there was a, a, a person or let's say if there was a woman that's getting out of prison in your area, here to say this week or next week. How how will they know know about or find a way of getting to uh part of the grow program? Actually the facilities actually they contact me. Okay. Um these girls they start a planning process when they first go in and so the discharge planners only um share this information with ones they feel that are are applicable to my program and so uh the facilities they contact me oh okay great and i have gotten calls from individuals from the outside and uh has it has not been a success because these ladies have gotten out and already gotten back into doing what they were doing and so uh they've connected with those old buddies and pretty much 90 percent of those have not worked out so i said i'm just sticking with the facilities calling me yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I see I see uh Don um Don Don is tuned in. Um I've been knowing Don Don has a total um twenty seven years in prison that she's hmm. done. Um she's got out, she's she's done a tremendous job. She's in there. We're actually not too far from your area, maybe like an hour away. We in St. Hmm. Joseph, Missouri. And um she always talks about she want to possibly do something similar mm-hmm. to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So um, if someone wants to reach out to you to, you know, get advice or, or anything to, to learn how to do what you're doing, how do they, how do they reach out to you? How do they contact you? Uh, you can go to our website. Um, it's HTTPS colon backslash backslash grow grace restores.org or you can go restores uh-huh r-e-s-t-o-r-e-s dot org okay or you can go on uh facebook it's just grow great grow grace restores put that in the comment section and that's, you know, that's interesting. You know, I, I'm learning, was just talking to my husband. When we first started Grow, my pastor told me that we were going to be like a um, forerunner or foundational that would help other people step out into the, to this. 
I remember when I gave my testimony at my church, when I gave the full blown testimony of the whole thing, um, there was so many people that came forward, men, women, big men. I mean, I, big men bawling and crying. And I didn't know how that impacted individuals. And so now that we are out there, there are people I'm getting calls from individuals they and people in our church. They want to do the same thing. People have these visions and dreams, but they, you know, they don't think it's important or they don't know how about how to go about and set up and get the, get it, get the ministry of work going. And it's a very needed thing, especially for women. You said this earlier. There are a lot of resources for guys, but the women, but I, I can tell anybody don't get in it for the money because there is no money here. So <laughs> it's no money. <laughs> Right. You, know, telling, you know, nope, no money. And, you know, if, if it's not a calling, don't do it because every day is not Sunday. <laughs> you got to want to do this. Okay. Yes, you got to want to do this. But, yeah, they can go to our website or go to Facebook and reach out to me, and I'll be happy to talk with anyone or, you know, steer them in the direction because it is a need. It is a need. Right. And so, um, Say say um a woman can't get in the program, but she 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 heard about you. She hits you up on um social media and says, Do you I just got out uh just a couple of days ago. Do you have any advice for me? What would that advice be? First of all, I would tell her, please don't go back to your old stomping grounds. Do not go back to where you came from. If I don't have a bed, I do refer ladies to other resources. Um I would ask ask her if she's got any positive uh, support, whoever that positive support is for her, to please go to that individual, those individuals, stay close to there until they can find housing for her, to not just, just go back to the streets. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah. So my last question, Dr. Trout, I asked this question to everyone that I had, had on as a guest. It's my yes. number one question. And that question is, one word to describe this journey that you're on, that you're doing. What would that one word be and why? Fascinating. Mm. It's fascinating to me to see the change, the changes in, in individuals, the change in me, because this has been a learning tool for me as well. Right. You know, I am, I don't have the smarts for this. I have no idea, but it's just fascinating to see what God, I give God all the glory for this. It's just fascinating to see how lives are impacted. You know, we can say, say, and say, but it's in the doing. And when you show love to these individuals, when these girls see the love, I don't have to say things, they know. It just radiates out. And so when you show someone the love, show someone you care, that makes a big difference. And so to see, once again, it's just fascinating. It's just so fascinating in my heart and in, in my mind, just, it's just, I almost should have said overwhelming because just to see, <laughs> see the change. It's just, I, it's mind blowing. It really is so fascinated. I am truly fascinated. We appreciate it. Fascinating is the word. <laughs> That's why I asked you. Uh, earlier, that question of what was it like for you to see these changes made? Yeah. Um, someone coming out of prison. Yeah. And then you look six, what's it, six months or two years? Yeah, six months to two years. You look in, let's say, a year down the road and you just see a, 
a totally person who's yes. confident in himself that they're out accomplishing goals. Like, man, that has to be a fascinating feeling yes. to be able to see that and know that you did all you could to help that yes. person get this start. So and, fascinating. Man, that, yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that is great. And we really applaud you. I applaud you. Um, I give you your honor, your respect on the work that you're doing. You're always welcome to come back on the reentry. Thank journey. you. You're welcome to join our reentry support group on Facebook. There's a lot of women in that group that can use your expertise, that can use your guidance, that can use your help. Um, so feel free to join. I would do that. I would do that. As well. And so thanks a lot for coming on as a guest here on the reentry. Journey. Thank you for having me. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> Thank I you. I highlight the stories and, and connect us all because we all can help each other one way or the other. Yes. So true. So thanks a lot for coming on. This Thank you. Another episode of the reentry journey. Uh, for those of y'all who tapped in with us tonight, we appreciate it. Don, I see you come on. Tracy, I see you come on. I think both of you would be good connection with Dr. Trout. So hopefully she will be joining the uh, group and then we you, you all connect. If not, she also left the information. I typed it, I typed it in the comments for you to be able to reach out to her as well. Thanks for tuning in on the reentry journey. I am your host, Cordell Sims. Our guest tonight, Dr. Lori Trout. We appreciate you. Once Thank again, you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing and have done. And we see y'all on another day and we are out. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>